Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. Welcome to No Methane November. The Biden administration released new rules on Tuesday aimed at curbing methane emissions from the oil and gas sector. This is just one action of many that would be really needed to truly combat climate change. But this would take a pretty good bite out of the methane emitted from U.S. oil and gas operations, which is obviously a major issue and could help drive emissions reductions elsewhere in the world. Today, Alex Guillen breaks down what these new rules would do, where they fit into President Biden's climate goals, and how they might impact the politics of Democrats' sweeping climate and social spending bill. It's Wednesday, November 3rd. Alex, we talked to our colleague Ben Lefebvre last week before these methane rules came out as it was becoming clear that they would form a major portion of what President Biden is taking to international climate negotiations. So now we have the rules themselves. What's in them? So the Biden administration this week, sort of coinciding with the president's appearance at the Glasgow Climate Conference, announced a, sort of a suite of regulations for multiple different agencies related to methane. So there are going to be actions from the pipeline agency that's at the transportation department. There's going to be something coming out of interior related to public lands methane. But we now have the centerpiece of that action. It's a sweeping new regulation from EPA that targets methane pollution from the oil and gas industry. So production, gathering, etc. So methane is the primary component of natural gas. And so it primarily leaks into the atmosphere from leaky equipment across the production chain. It can also be emitted from oil wells, for example, as sort of a byproduct. And methane, when it's unburned and released into the atmosphere that way, is much more potent than carbon dioxide as a greenhouse gas warmer. It doesn't last as long in the atmosphere as carbon dioxide, but it is much more potent. So part of the reason there's so much interest both within the Biden administration and in a lot of other places like the EU and other countries is that tackling methane emissions right now will buy the world more time to generally decarbonize their economies the rest of this century. And how big of a dent in the climate problem does the Biden administration say these new regulations will make? So methane is a, is a super potent greenhouse gas. How much of it are they going to get? I believe EPA had calculated that by 2035, the sector's emissions would be about three quarters lower than they are right now, which is pretty significant greenhouse gas savings. Hmm. So we have gotten some reactions so far, right? Where are lawmakers? Where is industry? Where are environmental groups on what the Biden administration put forward? Well, environmental groups are thrilled. Republicans are upset. Democrats are happy. And industry is basically saying we generally support direct methane regulation, but this is a huge rule and we need to go through it. <laughs> so, and you know what? Fair. We'll see how things shake out. The uh, oil and gas industry, driven primarily by a lot of the big producers like Exxon and BP and Shell and some others, has sort of come around to the idea of direct federal regulation of methane from their sector for a, a few different reasons from basically sort of their from a PR standpoint, from a cost-benefit standpoint, from a competitiveness standpoint. The big oil majors um, are a little better positioned to comply with this rule at a lower cost than smaller wildcatter types who have a, a smaller reach and so less ability to absorb those costs. So 
it's very complicated, and it's not to say that the oil and gas industry is necessarily like the leading voice on environmental issues for methane reduction, but they do have some initial buy-in here. We'll see where they fall on, on a lot of the details and everything, but it's definitely an interesting step with the industry taking more of a wait-and-see approach as opposed to outright opposition. Hmm. So we're focused, of course, on the climate element here, but as you mentioned, the methane regulations are closely tied in with VOC emissions as well. So are there important environmental and health implication of these rules on that side of the equation? Yeah. So these rules, EPA estimated between 2023 and 2035 would reduce methane emissions by 41 million tons. In carbon dioxide equivalent terms, that's 920 million tons, which is quite a bit. The rule also would reduce these volatile organic compound emissions by 12 million tons over that period. That's pretty significant, especially for areas of the U.S. that are near oil and gas production areas where those VOCs are emitted and they uh, linger and cause, they cause health problems. VOCs are also a precursor to ozone. They interact with other chemicals and sunlight and turn into ground-level ozone. And when it's at the ground level, that is significant health hazards. So this will help with that. And the rule will also reduce hazardous air pollutants, which is a whole other class of pollutants that are bad for human health, by about 480,000 tons over that 12, 13-year period that EPA had been estimating there. So pretty significant benefits on the ancillary side. Well, this is all really interesting, Alex. Are there other dynamics that you're watching here? One thing I think will be really interesting to watch going forward is in the reconciliation bill, Democrats are still negotiating on the Hill. One thing that has so far survived in negotiations is the methane fee, fee on, on methane emissions. So uh, if that ends up being a final part of the bill, and it's not guaranteed at this point, but it'll be really interesting to see if the, the methane fee passes and how it will be seen in conjunction with these EPA regulations, because obviously it would make complying with the EPA regulations look that much more attractive and could even plausibly make industry go beyond those requirements or something. I mean, already under under EPA's rule, they're saying over that uh, study period of about 13 years there that the methane recovered from these regulations could be sold at market. And at today's prices, they'd be worth about $5.5 billion. It's, it's like finding change in the couch, except it's $5.5 billion worth of change. Also, Tuesday, the Senate Energy and Natural Resources Committee approved Willie Phillips' nomination to the Federal Energy Regulatory Commission, sending it to the full Senate for consideration. Phillips, who chairs the D.C. Public Service Commission, is expected to be a consistent Democratic vote, alongside Chair Richard Glick and Commissioner Allison Clements. The commission is currently split between two Republican commissioners and two Democratic commissioners, and has recently deadlocked on controversial power sector issues. The Energy Committee also approved a slate of other nominees for posts at the Department of Interior and the Department of Energy during its business meeting Tuesday. That includes Camille Tootin to be the Bureau of Reclamation Commissioner, overseeing the federal agency that delivers water across the West at a time when the region is facing severe drought and climate-driven changes in rain and snowfall patterns. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show is composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Annie Snyder, and we'll see you tomorrow.
Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.